Right now, though, let's say, hey, listen, this is, if this was a circus, and frequently this show can be, but if this was a circus, usually we show what's going on in the outer two rings. We don't really go to the main ring right off the top, but we're doing that today because, well, I wanted to talk about the snow removal budget. How are we doing this year? I don't think they've had to do very much in the last month or so. Incredible weather for the month of November. We're just about to wrap it up. So I'm curious about that. Plus, obviously, the budget numbers came in today, too, so we got to get somebody on. Well, guess who's joining us on the show? City Councilor Sarah Hamilton. Thanks for being on the show, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Bryn. No problem. Uh, see, the main, I say, I call it the main circus ring is right off the top of you talking about snow removal budget. you got to be pumped about that. I, I, I actually am a little bit. Last year, one of my big critiques was that we were going to see a service level reduction, and, and we have restored that service level. Uh, a little bit ironically, as you note, because we haven't had a lot of snow, um, and I'm, I'm currently sitting at a wood table, so I'm touching wood as I say <laughs> that, because cause as you know, weather in this city can be very unpredictable. Uh, yeah, you got that right. Okay, now let's, let's break things down on the snow removal budget first, and then we'll get into the other stuff in a little uh, a little bit of time here but is it accurate that the snow removal budget is a calendar year and not winter or seasonal is that true yeah that, that is accurate because our budget is a calendar year and not seasonal now this is different from other orders of government and even some uh, so for some folks who maybe work in the private sector or not-for-profit uh, who are listening right now, a lot of times companies uh, have their year-end March 30th. With municipalities in, in Alberta, our year-end is December 31. And of course, as you know, weather doesn't stop December 31. Uh, winter, winter snow clearing goes uh, all year. Um, what it does mean right now, uh, you know, pending... Um, we'll see what happens in the rest of December, but when we have money left over from uh, a winter, yeah. um, a light winter, it it can it it acts as a surplus. So, okay, slops um, over, it, I guess, is the better word, right? It, Just it does. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So 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 let me yeah, let's. I don't even remember last winter. I, I'm happy to report. <laughs> So how did we do uh, from January to probably around April last year? Like, were we in a pretty good position coming into the start of this winter, which we, I don't think we've used probably too much of it at all. How, how's it looking as we come to the conclusion of the year? That's a that's a great question. I don't have our, our exact numbers uh, in front of me right now, so okay. I don't want to misquote it. But I think, as I recall, last winter was relatively light. Um, we did have snowfall, but I, I'm sure a lot of folks who are listening will recall winters where uh, uh, I think of two winters ago where it was snow and then we had a melt. So we had a lot of ice and that created a lot of problems. Last winter wasn't too bad and, and we'll see what this winter brings. But and this is the cyclical nature of, of snow clearing in the city. I'm kind of curious about this. Obviously, we're into what what a lot of people, uh, forecasters, are predicting to, to be the strongest El Nino system ever. 1997 was the last really big one. So, and But the one thing that was noticeable that year was we had a lot of freezing rain in January and February. So I'm kind of curious about if we go down that route again in the new year, the big thing that I remember reading about last year was sandboxes and how the city was making these sandboxes available. Is that program still alive or do we have to trim back on that? Uh, so we did trim back on that a little bit. Um, we reduced the number of sandboxes uh, in, in part because some of them weren't 
serving the communities that they were placed in. They okay. were uh, convenient for um, from for uh, people who otherwise would have had to purchase sand uh, for themselves. So it was. Um, so I think that they recalibrated that program and that's one of the places where we found a little bit of uh, savings by reallocating resources because what we found is that for every number of sandboxes, we had to have staff to refill it. And of course the, the, you know, we'll see what January, February brings. Certainly something we found in previous years is we can't tell you based on last winter, what next winter is going to look like. And we're, yeah. And, and some of that's a little bit of sort of climate events and, and it's having a major impact on our infrastructure. So that's, that's an unfortunate reality of running a city in, in, today's world i gotta tell you i'm a huge believer in mosquito control and snow removal in this town because i've lived here a long long time now when this was when we were getting into the budget time last year what was concerning you about the snow removal budget back then do you recall I do recall. So when, uh, what we ended up passing last year, uh, and, and I don't want to get too much into the details on this, but we did have uh, what, what we know, and, and I'll tell you every year I hear concerns about the level of snow clearing that's happening in the city. Um, and uh, last year our administration came back and said, we figured out how to actually deliver on your policy, you know, uh, that you're going to have arterial roads cleared within a certain amount of time and active pathways cleared within a certain amount of time so that people could rely on the service level. And, and that's fair. I think people should rely on, know that they can rely on a service level. Um, but it required us to add more to our snow budget. We did it temporarily uh, to the end of 2022 to 50, what I call 50% of the the sort of maximum suggested. Um, last sort of early last winter, like in January, we dialed it down to about 20, 25%. Um, and so I was really concerned about that delta. If before Christmas you saw 50, sort of 50%, um, service level and then after you saw a reduction in service level that that gives people inconsistency we what happened today we restored that service level we restored uh that enhanced level of snow cleaning so edmontonians shouldn't see a different this winter from last winter is it for a lot of people is the uh, is the real i guess the the issue that people have is it the actual job of clearing the snow or is it the delay in getting it cleared uh, I'm sorry, could you... Could okay, you yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll reword it a little bit here. Yeah. For a lot of people, they know they're going to get their roads done, they just don't think it's getting done fast enough. Do you get that complaint a lot? Uh, absolutely, and okay. this was part of why we um, wanted to sort of set clear expectations for Edmontonians on when they could expect that to be done, because... I know people are trying to get to work, they're trying to get groceries, they're trying to get kids to school, and you need to be able to rely on city services in order to do that. Okay, I love the thing, the, the fact we're talking about snow removal right now when I look out the window and I and recognize it's the end of November. So we'll keep our fingers crossed for like the next 35 days or so, and then we'll uh, worry about 2024. Let's uh, shift focus a little bit. You had a busy day today at City Hall. Do you want to kind of bring everybody up to speed on what you were working on? 
Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, we passed a four-year budget last year. Um, Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about budget amendment or an adjustment, essentially. So that a budget adjustment is, in the last year, what has changed in the current budget has been set by by city council uh, that, that means that the administration needs to requisition more money uh, or less money. You may have heard in the press um, over the past few weeks, uh, administration had proposed about a 7.09% increase, um, some of which uh, had already been absorbed into their budget. So over the last week or so, we've been talking about uh, uh, what changes we want to make to the current budget to bring that proposed tax levy down from where administration had proposed. Today, council passed um, a 6.6% operating budget, so it's down from 7.09 for 2024. Um, And it did come with enhanced... um, uh, like new, like the enhanced snow clearing, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. It also came with uh, ex- uh, growth on transit, uh, and it came with uh, uh, enhanced response for some of the encampments that we're seeing across the city, uh, as well as uh, growth for the Heritage Valley Library. So I think those are all core services. We certainly hear a lot of concerns about uh, the growth of encampments, and uh, not just in the downtown and the core, but even out in West Edmonton, I've heard concerns about it. So it's a, a felt relatively modest addition. Um, and those additions, I think, you know, relate to what we hear a lot from Edmontonians, what I, they want from their city. I saw the 5.3% number for 2025 and, and another number I saw was 4.7, I think for 2026. Is it dangerous throwing out those numbers? Because you know, things can change so dramatically. And they, and they do. Sometimes it goes down, but it helps us uh, sort of assess what the taxes, what taxes are going to look like going forward. Um, so uh, as you can tell, it's a bit of a stepped, it ends up stepping down. Um, the highest number is this year and then next year should be a lower number and the lowest the year following. What's the biggest problem here with all of this? Is it the fact that the city, they, they say the city could grow by another 35,000 people in the next calendar year. It, it's tough to keep up with the services with the amount of people moving here. Is that one of the biggest issues that council's got to deal with? That That is, although I'm, I'm never going to say that more people moving to Edmonton is a problem. Obviously, right. we welcome people. Edmonton's still one of the most affordable major cities in Canada. We have, I think, you know, obviously, I'm a champion for our city. I love it. Um, but I think that the municipal, gover- municipal governments across Canada, um, uh, and especially here in Alberta, are facing, you know, the same things ho- our households are facing, uh, increasing in sort of ordinary costs like fuel. Um, uh, We have wage settlements. That was part of this budget. Uh, We also, yeah, we're facing inflation, inflationary pressures. We're we're seeing an increase in utility costs. It, It is costing us more to keep our lights on to keep fuel in our vehicles, uh, that, that serve Edmontonians. And, um, I don't begrudge that, uh, but that's a fiscal reality that we're, we're looking at right now. And that's one of the reasons I supported this budget because, uh, we, we got to pay our bills. I'm kind of, I'm kind of big on the, the theory, biggest bang for my buck. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I, I, every time I look at a budget, I wonder, am I going to be able to maximize, am I going to get the most out of something like this? It sounds like all but one of everybody in council feels that way. 
and and I, you know, I, I think that's a really good read on it. Um, that prioritization of core services was certainly a reason I supported it. Uh, I hear from people that they want to see more value in their neighborhoods. Um, things like libraries, transit, and uh, in, an encampment response. That's, I think, something that people will see the impact of in their neighborhoods. And two hot buttons, mosquito control and policing. What can you tell me about those things? Well, we didn't discuss mosquito control in this. What? Package. Sarah? No, I, I know I'm on your side, but okay. I, lost, I lost that fight. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, so, so I don't think they were too bad last summer. Let's hope it, it stays that way. Um, policing, we also didn't discuss a huge amount, and that's, I think, in part to the funding formula. Council had that debate in August. Yeah. Um, we set a, a formula to fund policing going forward uh, that is based on inflation. It's based on uh, the police service uh, through the police commission making a case for the the funding that they need in order to effectively and efficiently uh, provide public safety to the, the city of Edmonton. And and now is the time that now that the budget's set, we can say, all right, how what's the impact? How are um, how are we seeing that uh, uh, sort of come? Uh, come together in communities. So looking not just at response times, because those aren't always the best indicators, but watching for that increased sense of safety from the um, our neighborhoods, from members of the public, uh, watching for that uh, sort of deferring people out of the criminal justice system are all things now that I think council will be looking at. Listen, thanks for your time. I know you've had a busy day today and uh, you'll be talking to more people like me. And uh, thanks for coming on with us today. Thanks so much, Bryn. Okay, thanks. There you go, Councillor Sarah Hamilton joining us on the show here on 630 Chad.